0: Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett.
1: And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry.
0: We've both worked in youth ministry for over 17 years and have seen just about everything.
1: And as damaged as we are, we are ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has.
0: Shout out to A-Lob for that intro music we had. You can find him on Spotify. Search A-L-O-B. So Matt, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. I had a, a pretty interesting prayer experience this morning, and I and I just had to share. It. I want to share it with you guys. So ever so often, my typical daily prayer life includes 30 minutes or so of adoration, and then uh, mass. So daily mass. But often that adoration time, there are people in the chapel who are praying the rosary. So it's kind of distracting sometimes. It's not the quiet solitude that I sometimes that I seek for. So Periodically, I'll go to the church across town, and just because it's a quieter you know, kind of adoration chapel, and no one else is really there, and nobody's praying out loud next to me. And so I I, I thought, okay, God, you want some quiet time with me this morning. That's great. And uh, so I go over to the church next to us, and... <laughs> Apparently it's grandparents' day at this church, and they have a daycare right outside the chapel. And so they had these two people dressed in dinosaurs um singing. What is that uh, dinosaur song? Oh, I, I thought it was going to be stuck in my head all day, but like for a solid Barney? forty-five minutes, like the Barney song. Uh, Everybody ride that dinosaur. Ba, 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 da, da. Everybody ride that dinosaur. It's like, good Lord. was like nonstop. So I was like, okay, the Holy Spirit has a, has a sense of humor this morning. I was seeking solitude and he gave me that stupid dinosaur song stuck in my head. So and there you go. And,
0: and did you ride that dinosaur? Because everybody no. said everybody specifically. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this week, uh, and I would love to hear feedback from from you, the listener. This week, we're gonna try a little bit of a different approach, and we're gonna do uh, a, a few topics or a few kind of points that uh, are gonna dive in. So it's kind of like a variety show, I guess is the best way I can describe it.
1: And uh, now, you know what, Chris? I've got that stupid song stuck in my head again. Like, I, I it was gone, it was out of my head, and now it's back, just because I had to tell them the story. You know what I do for you, listeners? You know, I just I'm sacrificing myself.
0: Is it stuck in your head? Give me any other line that doesn't involve the phrase, everybody ride that dinosaur.
1: <laughs> That's all they did over and over again. It was a kid's song. It's like the kid's version anyway. Okay.
0: So, so Matt, recently for me in my life, my daughter, my six-year-old is in soccer and we get the email. Mwah, mwah. We don't have enough coaches, blah, blah, blah. And... The games are on a night that I do ministry, so I'm like, I cannot consistently make the games unless the games start at 5 Mm o'clock. Some of the games start at 5 o'clock. Most of the games start at 6 o'clock, and a few of the games start at 7 o'clock. So I can make half till halftime on the 6 o'clock game. So they email me back, and they say, that's fine. Uh, We would love for you to be a coach i emailed him. i said i can be an assistant coach i can't be the head coach because i won't be Mm -hmm. able to make most of the games or at least not all the way through he's like the games are mostly about subbing people in and out no that's what not not what the games are about Uh it's about subbing people out and then sitting down and talking to them and saying you're doing a good job it's going to be okay these are six-year-olds you know what i mean so they need encouragement affirmation and things like that and the person who is presented themselves as the authority figure in the sport, should probably be there for that. Nevertheless, I am now yep. the head coach of my daughter's soccer team. <laughs> Congratulations, Chris. <laughs> and I am capable, Yeah. but I don't feel like I am necessarily called. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. am capable, but I'm not necessarily passionate about this. And it makes me kind of think uh, about some of the volunteers that we might have as ministry leaders. And, and we've probably all been in this situation before where we had to, uh, not volunteer, but voluntold someone. Yep,
1: yep. This, we really need somebody. We need you there. It's going to be really easy. You should do it. All you need
0: is your safe environment certification and a pulse, <laughs> and then you can serve, yep. you know. And, uh, <laughs> and so I wanted to pick your brain on, is this, is this uh, I know that it's common. How do we navigate it when we've arrived? Not when we ourselves are voluntold, but when we have volunteers that are kind of just warm bodies that are there because they just want their kid to be able to play soccer, you know, that type of thing.
1: You know, I, I'm not sure. This is one of those scenarios that we try to avoid a lot in ministry. I I see it happen a lot where people will stand up and say, hey, we're not going to have a seventh, or, seventh grade class in RE this year because we don't have any teachers. And so people feel guilted into saying, yes, okay, I'll volunteer, you know, um, just so that there's something, you know, for them. But we, you know, we've do, we've done, we try to steer away from that. So, do you like? Do we get volunteers like that, even when we're not, even when we're seeking volunteers at a higher level? Mm. So that's my question back to you. You know, so if if I'm not if I'm not saying that, if I'm not standing up and saying, "Hey, I want any warm body to come," because we we avoid doing that, we we don't do that, right? Do those people still come?
0: And I have seen it happen to where sometimes people are coming not because they're called, but because they love their child. Okay. Most junior high are 6th, 7th, 8th grade, and so after those three years, a lot of those volunteers will disappear as their child grows through the program and ends up moving into high school. And so Mm -hmm. were they called, or were they only there for a certain season of their life, or maybe they are called to be that primary catechist to their child, and they're journeying with their child in that regard. So yeah, I think regardless, I think we do get some of those volunteers to come in. I guess what I'm wondering is, is there a way to take a voluntold or someone who's just there for reasons that aren't necessarily a calling as a, in ministry? Is there a way to shift it into that deeper yes?
1: I would, I would say 100%. I mean, the reason that I would say 100% is as you were describing the volunteer, I was thinking about half of the youth in our programs. You know, the like and I'm speaking strictly from youth ministry. You can I mean, again, I always talk about RCIA as well, but there are a lot of people that go into RCIA because their spouse, you know, wants them to. Not necessarily because they want to. Kids come into our programs because mom or grandma or grandpa or whatever requires them because they want them to be confirmed. And so we obviously have hope in Christ that we can you know strike up or start that fire in their hearts for Jesus. So why wouldn't we have the same passion or the same thought for our volunteers to come? Right.
0: Yeah, and I have seen what I would call a chaperone turn into a minister. Um, Amen. In, in the course of the first the first semester. And th- I think that's the beauty of God's grace, that relationship yeah. of love because they came because they loved their child or they wanted mm-hmm. their child to have this experience or maybe even they didn't trust the program, so they wanted to be present to be able to observe what was going on. And yeah. then one thing leads to another, and they fall in love with those that Christ loves as well, and they fall in love with the teens or the youth or the people that are being ministered to, and in doing so, they go ahead and find themselves in Christ's shoes as well and begin journeying with those people as, as Christ would, and they become ministers. They become called.
1: Yeah. It's, well, and so when, when we see someone who we think, oh man they're just here because their kid is here we need to remember that that's not why they're there you know that's not the primary reason that they're there and we need to think deeper than that they are here because God wants them here for whatever reason now maybe we can wrestle with this too is like well my ministry and my ministry isn't to this adult they need to be an adult ministry they need to be an adult education but that's that's not true I, I wouldn't say that's true yeah, every,
0: every ministry leader, the ministry that they oversee, typically is a collaborative, right? No yeah. one ministers alone. I mean, that's how we end yeah. our show. Um, yeah. And, and so the success of the other ministers that we journey with is part of our job yeah. as ministry leaders. And the bigger the ministry gets, and, and this would probably be a good episode when we're talking about scaling a ministry, the bigger a ministry gets the more we need the key ministry leader or the lead ministry leader to focus on the other ministry leaders as opposed to the end, kind of the end user, the client, the person who's being ministered to or the people who are being ministered to. Like there needs to be someone championing and storming heaven for those ministry leaders.
1: Well, and I argue that much of the youth minister or the leader's role is to build up a team of volunteers to reach more people. You know, So even RCIA, religious education, youth ministry, adult formation, one person is not going to reach every adult in the parish. One person is not going to reach all of the youth. So you have to, like your job as that leader is to pour into the volunteers. That's your primary role, not necessarily to develop a relationship with every single youth in the program because that's impossible. So your focus is actually on the volunteer. Now, what if you get a volunteer that comes in, not passionate about your ministry, but passionate about their kid, and then you're able to walk with them and help ignite that fire for Jesus, and then they start thirsting for more, you're like, hey, I I noticed that you're looking for more. And I actually think that if if you went through the RCIA program, if you sat through those classes, you would learn a lot, and I think you would love it. Have you have you thought about doing that so you're you know not in this silo effect of I'm in youth ministry you need to go away mm-hmm. but how else what are other things going on in the parish that can help feed this volunteer who God brought to you
0: I love that thought because I think sometimes we forget or the that, that better way to say it sometimes we're not mindful enough of the bigger picture yeah and sometimes it's just our ministry and having it be successful and yet even letting volunteers, go or move on to a different ministry might actually help the church as a whole because they could be formed and then come back, or they could be formed and then bloom uh, brighter in different settings. Um, and that's, that's, a beautiful, that's a beautiful insight that requires maybe a, <laughs> a deeper spirituality than sometimes I have in the midst of <laughs> ministry, you know, because sometimes I'm just like, let's get stuff
1: done. God chose to use your ministry as an on-ramp for that person. Like that's uh, that's humbling and that's beautiful. We need to notice that we need to recognize that and help them on to the to the next level or, you know, to to just walk with them for a while.
0: And the objective that you had, God had a bigger
1: objective and he's accomplishing it. Absolutely. Awesome.
0: Okay, so continuing in the variety show type of uh, mentality, I'm going to move on to the I next I feel like line. we were
1: almost going to have the whole show on that one topic, and then we're like, oh, so much for the variety show. There, there we go.
0: So, um, <laughs> Matt Rice, uh, you recently saw a movie called Deadpool 2. Is that correct?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, I did.
0: Now, that movie, uh, <laughs> probably from the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops, received a morally offensive rating.
1: <laughs> now, have you looked it up? No, I haven't. I'm just, I'm to? just assuming. If, if <laughs> Clueless from
0: back when we were kids received morally offensive, I imagine uh, oh, Ryan man. Reynolds probably ended up uh, <laughs> hanging the next bar for that. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that. I would like for just a moment to role play. Okay, I'll be a dad of one of the kids in your ministry, and you'll be you going to see that movie. Um, <laughs> hey, you can call me Chris, and I'll call you Matt. Okay, so let's go ahead. And start ready. We're outside the movie theater. This isn't
1: too much of a stretch, is it?
0: Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Hey, Chris. I'm doing well. Good. Well, hey, uh, we're here to see uh, God Is Not Dead 3. Uh, You know, a good family Christian movie for the kids and everything. You know, this is Jennifer. She'll be in our program next year. And of course, you know, Ryan, he's in your discipleship group. Um, It's good to see you. What movie are you going to see? Uh, uh, I got to go. Have a good night. Oh, dear God, children, cover your ears, shield your eyes. He's going to see Deadpool too. murderer.
1: No, it, it, it's funny because, like, I, I don't know if that would happen, but um there's no doubt that I would, I would, I mean, I would absolutely tell him, you know, my wife and I are going to see Deadpool too, and then, like, he would be, I actually don't know how that conversation would go, Chris. Like, thanks. Like, I, 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 your wife would, would say, roll her eyes
0: right when you said yeah. it. She would roll her eyes like, "He's taking me to Deadpool two. We're not going to see it." He's like, "Let's go see a movie," and I'm going to be forced to sit through this movie. Um, but as ministry leaders, can we go to like, obviously, if it was like a uh, a strip club or you know, a, a, you know, something like that? There's clearly places it's like,
1: Aunt "No." Well, and there there are other things. There are other shows that people um, watch that they may not be public with regards to whether they watch them or not. Like, the Game of Thrones is one. I don't watch it. I know plenty of people who in ministry who watch it and don't necessarily see a moral obligation to not watch it. They skip through the parts that they need to skip through. Sure. But they aren't doing it in public. No, I watched all five
0: seasons in three minutes. I just skipped through all the parts I needed to skip through. (laughs) (laughs) I've not seen the show, Um,
1: but yeah, no, I like when often when I think about going to see something entertaining, maybe there there are times that I don't think about what the public view of that would be. It's just like, hey, you know, this was this was one of those movies that I thought was funny. And even even crude, but it was one that I enjoyed, and I like it's one of those guilty pleasures that I like. I feel bad for having liked it and saying so on the on the podcast. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I like the movie, but yeah, it's probably not the best movie you know to see. You can't recommend it, um, but you enjoyed no, it personally. No. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, that's one that I didn't think about what the public perception would be of me going to it. And it wasn't until I told you that I went to see it and your reaction was like, and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I, I love you as a friend, but I'm also mean to you like a friend. I guess that's what this takeaway is there. I guess if we, if we go ahead and pull back, you know, a little bit and, and look at it, what is ministry leaders, it, it, uh, obviously, I think there are things that are off limits, right? Like I, yeah, I think that yeah. uh, there's certain places that we just can't go or shouldn't go. But at the same time, if we're out uh, at a restaurant and you, you order a glass of wine or I order, you know, an IPA and we're drinking. And then one of the people in our youth ministry or one of the people in our ministry sees us drinking yeah. and their family of origin abused alcohol like crazy. Mm -hmm. So the first thing they think is he's he probably hits his wife like my dad hit his wife when he got drunk. You know what I mean? Mm. Or something like that. And they go ahead and they paint that on us. Right. So you went and saw this movie, this extremely violent and at times very kind of crude or something like that. Um, But I know that your journey with. uh, with, with, with those type of things that, that you have this, the threshold. I mean, you talked about yeah. your daily prayer routine involves 30 minutes of adoration. Like you have this threshold and not that you mm-hmm. were trying to push the threshold or, or something like that, but that is not a stumbling block. Deadpool two was not a stumbling block for
1: you. No, um, not at all. Yeah. And it's one of, like, even, even cussing is something that I had eradicated from my life years ago. Right. You know, and Deadpool is full of like awful language. Um, and pornography in the same way, there are there are scenes in Deadpool 2 that you shouldn't see. That's pornography is something that I got out of my life ten years ago or more. So again, it's not necessarily a stumbling block for me. But by me watching it and being public about it, even on this podcast, it may cause you know others to stumble, and that's where the where the I mean that's where the word scandal you know kind of comes from. Right. You know, is that it has the potential for scandal, but. What I, I, I wrestle with this because even what you were talking about, having a glass of wine in public, you're not going to not do that because you can't operate in fear in, in every little thing that you do and, and the potential of being offensive you know to people around you. You can't do that because you would end up doing nothing.
0: Correct. Yeah, and, and we'd be paralyzed by fear because of the potential to offend. And I yeah. think we talked about this uh, a couple months ago. Um, after I had had an experience that was rather shaking for me over the summer regarding Mm -hmm. uh, uh, inadvertently offending someone. Now now the flip side of it. Okay, Matt, you went and saw Deadpool 2. Let me ask you, do you feel honestly as a ministry leader that that is something that you would do again in a public context, like actually going out to the theater?
1: No, I mean, that's something that I absolutely should have uh, thought a little bit more about. My wife and I hadn't been to a movie in a really long time and it was out. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go see this. And we actually, we had to watch Deadpool 1 before because she hadn't seen it yet. So Deadpool 1 was far worse than Deadpool 2. Um, I was actually surprised at how tame (laughs) Deadpool 2 was. So by saying that, like, don't go see, yeah, whatever.
0: So to be clear, (laughs) listener, Matt Rice does not recommend seeing either of the Deadpool movies. Matt Rice has seen both of the Deadpool movies is Matt Rice still eligible to be a ministry leader? Ooh, right. Good so now you've done yeah. something um, that, that you would be like, man, I probably shouldn't have done that and, and, and whatever. Um, like in public, I hear that in public, like it, 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 I have all these private sins that I struggle with. You know what I mean? Yep. And, yeah. And, and you have all these private sins. Every ministry leader has these sins. So now does that disqualify? And I'm not saying you Deadpool two was a sin, because I want to be very yeah. clear that your threshold is very different than maybe a teenager's threshold or something along those lines. However, yep. that uh, aspect of possibly public, scandal.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, the the, the public uh, perception or, yeah, like you said, the potential for scandal. That is the that's the reason that I wouldn't do it again.
0: So now do you feel less worthy of being a ministry leader because you saw Deadpool 2? No, and got called out on it on a nationally syndicated <laughs>
1: podcast. I don't know if you know what nationally syndicated means, but I'm optimistic. What it's you used to use by now. a few people. <laughs> You're being hopeful. I am. Yeah. No. I mean, I I forgot the question because I was laughing at nationally syndicated. <laughs> okay.
0: So, can a ministry leader do something uh, intentionally or inadvertently sinful that even can cause scandal? And still be considered uh, a ministry leader.
1: Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, every single one of us, like you said, um, sins daily to a greater or a lesser degree. We fall short, even if we don't want to just use the word sin. We fall short daily to a greater or a lesser degree.
0: I would argue the degree as well. So if, for example, uh, you did something that was one of those ethics and integrity violations, then that Mm -hmm. would be something that's like, no, you've got to be pulled from ministry. Um, Yep. But yeah. but I, I think that this was clearly not in that window. Not that we want to dance in the in between area of like yeah. okay, I'm you know I'm not there, but I'm close or whatever. Um, but I think there is this mindfulness on one hand that we have to have that we as ministry leaders have a public person. You know, and so things that we post yep. on social media, the way that we interact with our kids, the way that we talk to our our spouses in public, all those different things need to be come into account because people who see us and know us as ministry leaders will think that that is how Christ has called us to treat others because we yeah. are representing Christ now, the flip side is is we all make mistakes. Which is why we're in ministry, is we need Jesus, and we just keep leaning in, and others are like, hey, that looks like a good idea, and now we're all leaning in together. And that's effective ministry. Modeling is is a great form or great style of ministry. But there's also this culture of shame that kind of exists, and Catholics are good Mm -hmm. at shame. Oh, Catholic guilt, you know what I mean? We are so good at shame. And I want you, as a ministry leader, to hear this clearly. If you've made a mistake in ministry, if you made a mistake in your personal life, you are still worthy of God's love and of being God's megaphone. You are still worthy to be a ministry leader, even if you have fallen into a sin or something of that nature. Even if you have seen dun 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 Deadpool two <laughs> Deadpool two yeah. And so <laughs> I, I I have to say that because God and uh, Christ died on the cross for. For us and for each of us, even in those times that we stumble or inadvertently, um, you know, do something that isn't perfect, even though we're called to strive for that holiness. Yeah,
1: awesome. Well, we got to two of the three topics we wanted to t- cover in today's variety show.
0: Yeah, so go ahead and post and uh, let us know what what you thought of kind of this this style of format. It's not a new format that we're moving to. We just wanted to kick the tires a little bit of this format and see what your thoughts are. And also, if you have a topic that won't make a whole show, but you're like, hey, I just want to hear you guys spitball about X, Y, or Z, go ahead mm-hmm. and do that. And so uh, how could they find us if they wanted to communicate that?
1: Well, before that, I, I might need to you know, promise the listeners that I'll find something to pick on you about publicly you know, on our nationally syndicated show. Okay. Let <laughs> me be clear. Listener, that was a lot of fun. Let me be clear. So <laughs> very clear. Matt and I
0: know each other very well. <laughs> So he has plenty that he could pick on me for, but... Like it would cut way too deep. We'd be like, Oh yes, it yeah, would. our yes, friendship it would. is over. Our life is I've done. got to
1: find I've got to find something that's that's Tame. superficial enough. Yeah. yeah, 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 And I appreciate
0: you <laughs> letting me pick on you, Matt, your vulnerability. I knew you would be okay with it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and so, Absolutely Yeah. So if they want to go ahead and say, Hey <laughs> right. Matt, pick on Chris because of this, how would they yeah. communicate that? I
1: want you guys to post it on on the Facebook group to start with. Let's let's make it public to start with. So facebook.com slash groups slash MLA podcast. You can tweet at us at on Twitter at MLA Podcast. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. Our website is MLAPodcast.com. And you can, if you want to make it a little more private, you know, as far as you want me to surprise Chris, you can email me at MLA at ablazeyouth.org.
0: The ambush. Yeah, go ahead and be like, ambush him with this. <laughs> hey, we would love it if you guys would write us a review on iTunes. If this is your third podcast or more that you've listened to. And you haven't written us a review. I think that's a pretty good benchmark that you keep coming back. I so appreciate you as a listener. I'd appreciate it if we could be made known to others as well. So you can go ahead and and do that on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to the podcast.
1: Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone.
0: And if you want to go far, we go together.
1: Take some time this week and pray for other ministry leaders. Maybe find one that you can be close enough to give a hard time to.
0: (laughs) Amen to that. And we'll see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous.
1: God bless.